I am very excited and delighted to tell you that your chronic illness ally is once again enrolling. If you're new around here, your chronic illness ally is the supportive home, the program, the community and the coaching space for you to learn how to reframe the role that your chronic illness plays in your life. It guides you off of that conveyor belt of constantly trying to fix and heal your chronic illness and teaches you how to tap into the wisdom of your body that's being communicated via your chronic illness so that you can channel it, channel that wisdom, channel that intelligence into living the big, beautiful life you dream about. If you enjoy this podcast, you will certainly love your chronic illness ally. There is a link to it in the show notes, but let me tell you, the funnest way to learn more about it is to do my quiz. And once you've done that, pop your email in at the end to learn more. And then sit back as I help you explore your unique support style, which will help you make an informed choice about whether your chronic illness ally is a hell yes fit for you. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome back to part two of this episode all about acceptance, about the chronic illness roller coaster, about this idea that we have to struggle. Um, if you haven't listened to part one, go ahead and do that. It's really taking a deeper look at acceptance and how that really is the kind of core of so many things that we struggle with when living with chronic illness. And part two is going to be about, I'm talking about, um, this idea, right, that chronic illness needs to be a struggle. Also, what the chronic illness roller coaster is and how it shows up and why we think we need to live on it and how all of that can feed into resisting acceptance because of the picture it paints of what life could look like moving forward. I hope you enjoyed this episode and please do if you can take a minute, leave a rating and a review. It really, really does help. Um, I know everyone says it and everyone says that, in fact, (laughs) Um, but it really does. Okay, let's get back to it. I want to look at the belief that the way you quote unquote should be living is to just struggle on. That's a deeply ingrained widespread belief within the chronic illness community. It's the fuel that drives us to carry on living that way because we believe it's the only way. But it doesn't have to be your truth. And 
I'm on a mission to make that story go extinct. On a side note, one of the most fantastic things I'm seeing at the moment is that the idea of the struggle is being handed back in all areas of life, whether it be hustle culture or the way we relate to our bodies. There's a collective, it's not mine to hold, thank you very much. I'm giving it back to you and I am so here for it. Looking again at what version of acceptance you could be holding at the moment, in your words, I've struggled to accept that this is not going to go away. Of course, of course you're resisting acceptance if not going away in your head equals always going to struggle. Living with your chronic illness and struggling with your chronic illness for the rest of your life are two totally separate things. Chronic illness is a part of your unique makeup that can either be very present or hardly present or somewhere in between. And how you live with it in either state is up to you. Struggling is not sacrosanct. It's not set in stone. It's not the only way. So let's hand that struggle belief back. I'd love for you to compassionately challenge all the whys behind the idea that because you live with chronic illness, you just have to struggle on. Where do they come from, specifically within your life experience and more generally? Do you align with those whys, truly? Because if you don't, it is time to let them go. You might be like, why do I even carry that? Like, I don't believe that at all. But until you face them, until you kind of look them in the eye, you can't let them go. Hopefully by now, it's becoming more obvious that all this stuff, the disconnect with acceptance, the guilt during rest, the belief that you'll have to struggle your way through the rest of your life, promotes a certain way of living. Because of the reject-resist association you have with your chronic illness, you try to shove it into a container at any possible opportunity. You like try to minimise its window of exposure. One way that we become really good at doing this is to maximise your quote-unquote freedom when you have it. And that's like when you're not flaring or when your chronic illness isn't very present. That looks like maximising that freedom then looks like overworking or completely filling your diary socially or ticking off all the things you are unable to do when you are flaring and just generally running around like a headless chicken trying to pack it all in because not only do you want to squeeze those those opportunities of your chronic illness being present into the smallest little space they can get into, but you're also thinking, I don't know when I'm next going to get this opportunity so or this freedom, so I have to do it all now just in case. But what happens as a result of this is that you burn out, you flare, and you need to remove yourself from life for however long it takes to recover. And this is what I call the chronic illness roller coaster. It's a bit of a chicken and egg situation, right? 
and that is another chicken analogy for anyone paying attention um i'm not really sure what comes first is it the peak is it this kind of living life you know almost to an overfull um state or is it the trough is it that flare is it that hibernation I'm not sure what comes first, but when you live in that way, one always follows the other. Much like the tale of the struggle, the chronic illness roller coaster does not have to be a way of life for you. It's not it's not the way you have to live just because it's what everyone says living with chronic illness is like. It's a bit too in-depth to go into fully in this episode because there is a lot that is attached to this way of living, such as your sense of self-worth and self-esteem. And all of that takes time to unpack. You know, you need to kind of give that stuff the airtime that it deserves. It's something I work on with my clients over a longer period of time. But essentially, when you detach your self-worth and self-esteem from productivity from showing up in the world according to external expectations from health and how quote-unquote properly your body performs when you detach how you value you how you value yourself as a person from those things you're able to take action that allows you to break this draining self-perpetuating cycle and step off that roller coaster. Life off the roller coaster is more about flow and steadiness and slow living and slow healing. It's about calm, deep joy and happiness and not that kind of saccharine sweet candy floss of the peak that's handed to you as you whiz around that funfair or as you climb that roller coaster. When you live in alignment with the belief that life will be a struggle for you, you take those injections of good wherever you can get them. And so in this sense, the roller coaster can seem quite appealing, right? Because you're like, I need to take the good where I can get it. Again, it very much centers around this bad times being worth it for the good notion, which is something you've you've spoken about, something you mentioned in your question. But I don't like that idea. I don't I don't agree with it. I don't I don't agree that you have to suffer a certain amount of your life because otherwise you wouldn't be able to live at all. That's bonkers. Whilst this roller coaster life can seem like a good option because you think it's it's all you can get, it's not there for sustainability or long-term fulfillment. It gets exhausting and it gets suffocating. And yet it's something I'm pretty sure all of us can relate to whether we're on it right now or whether it's something we used to have as part of our lives there is a much much better way and you have a choice to steer yourself in that direction when you proactively and intentionally choose to live in a way that supports and nourishes wherever you're at you also get to know that that will change that version of supporting and nourishment will change depending on where you are and how your chronic illness is manifesting. At first, it might look like a lot of scaling back and resting deeply and hibernating, which in one light could be seen as a sacrifice 
but in another could be seen as a choice and and a deeply receiving energy. Over time, as you sustainably recuperate uh, at a very you know foundational level, you'll be able to ask the question again. What would deeply support and nourish me today or this week? And your answer will be different because you will be different. The manifestation of your chronic illness will be different. And it's in those times that the life you you really want to, you get to take those kind of micro, those seeds that you planted at the beginning when you were resting and recuperating and hibernating and you get to see them see them break through soil, you get to see them bloom, you get to see them grow. A quick interlude. This season gives an insight into the kind of work I do with my clients. It's like a little taster of the kind of things we we work through. If you'd like to explore that as an option for you, then you can check out my one-to-one coaching and my signature program, if you like, Your Chronic Illness Ally. Both of those are on my website, alanaholloway.com. When you get off the roller coaster, you get to detach yourself from any expectations and shoulds. You get to define what a quote-unquote normal day, normal life is to you. And that gets to be based on what is supportive and nourishing at any stage in your chronic illness journey. Because as I've said, that will look different at any, you know, through time. And yes, that does need you to take a good look at your self-concept. Because there can be many things that get in the way of you regularly and repeatedly choosing yourself and choosing to live in a way that deeply nourishes and supports your whole being. You talked about the way your body and chronic illness reacts to the extremes in life. That seems bloody unfair. (laughs) And that unfairness, that feeling of it being unfair, which it is, can therefore get us thinking in the way where it's it's you know we get into that blame kind of mindset and and it's so easy to shove blame straight onto your chronic illness and feeling like it's out to get you or to punish you or believing that it doesn't want you to live a quote-unquote normal life here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. People notice this kind of thing happening the longer they live with chronic illness. Whether it's something like increased food intolerances or emotional reactivity manifesting through symptoms or development of allergies or diminishing physical resilience. There's just so many things and it gets really confusing because, you know, you're down the line, you're years on with your chronic illness and and you're developing all these new reactions and symptoms and you're thinking how is this possible because I've tried and implemented so many things over the years so surely I should be getting better or at least staying the same no there's such a huge piece of the puzzle missing here because without addressing the way we live with and the beliefs we carry about chronic illness as a collective societally and individually. This development of symptoms and reactions will be many people's experience. The struggle and the stress of managing and controlling and the constant treadmill of trying thing after thing after thing and and micromanaging, you know, what you eat or what you do or what you expose yourself to and the hit your sense of self and your self-concept takes and that energy flare roller coaster, the peaks and the troughs, the guilt and the shame and anything that was there already before all of that stuff. That shit is so degenerative. It is compounded gunk and it just gets more compounded over time. I was trying to think of a way to describe this and this is gross, but it sounds like one of those fatbergs. And if you don't know what one of those is, um, probably don't Google it. But it's basically where fat that gets tipped down drains. It, it blocks and it just builds up and builds up and builds up over time. And it eventually results in like a plug. And then obviously anything that you're trying to put down the drain backs up. And as gross as that analogy is, it's kind of how I see the status quo of life with chronic illness. This this fight, reject, resist narrative. It's how that then manifests in your life and in your body over time. And it is puzzling. You know, when you're not aware of that stuff, when you're 
years down the line and all these new things are happening and you're thinking like what how is that connected I know it's connected because it's you know I can see a timeline or I can see a chain of events but I just don't understand it or you know it can make you angry and as as you said you know this makes you feel angry this idea that there's going to be a backlash it induces anxiety And when you're noticing all these things happening within your body, all these new and unexplainable triggers, thinking, how can something like extreme happiness or any extreme emotion trigger a flare? When I talk about moving away from the fix, reject, fight, resist narrative and into allyship, allyship being a place where you see your chronic illness as a supporter, as a guide, as a superpower. This is so much it. We need to move away from this blame fight culture. We need to move away from this idea that it's out to get you or to reduce your life or to punish you or whatever, whatever. Because it is just not true. It's just not, and it only makes matters worse. So I want you to think for a minute, how does your view of all that you've described in your question, if you're viewing your chronic illness as your guide, your ally, your superpower, and your supporter, what? how does your... How does what you've talked about change? How does how you see what you've talked about changed? And by that, I mean, what in your mind and your body shifts? When you see it as a a true friend who absolutely has your best interests at heart, when you trust your chronic illness, and when you understand that it has something, it wants you to hear something It wants to tell you that will help you. How does your experience change? It is not as literal as, oh, it's telling me that happiness is no good for me. So I can't experience happiness. That's what it's telling me. It's not that literal. It's not that kind of A to B. It could be that you begin to see your chronic illness saying and I know I'm giving it a personality here, but, you know, I've been trying to tell you something and I'm not sure you've heard me. So now I'm going to try and get your attention in this way. Or I'm really trying to look out for you and it's getting a bit desperate because you're not hearing me. So this is the next stage in me trying to get your attention. I've talked about it before, you know, that that child coming to you, tugging on your arm again and again, getting louder and louder and louder until you truly hear what they have to say. It's your fun responsibility. Let's not think about this as like something that's a drag or a an extra thing to put on your to-do list, but it is, it's your exploration, it's your expedition to figure out what that thing or those things that your chronic illness wants you to hear are. And this is where support and the space to talk about this stuff really comes into play, whether that is with a coach or a therapist or a group. 
I call this this voice your inner healing wisdom because I believe we we hold the information within us that we need to hear and the intelligence of your chronic illness knows what this information is knows what this thing that you need to acknowledge is and it's pointing you in that direction And when you've uncovered that information, you get to make a decision about what you do with it. It gets, this is where the guidance bit comes in, right? Because your chronic illness has alerted you or, or, you know, made you aware of something. And then it gets to guide you in how you, how you deal with that, work through it, process it in a way that's supportive to your body, in a way that's supportive to the life you want to live. I've actually got a mini experience called My Inner Healing Wisdom and you can get instant access to it via my website. I will leave the link in the show notes and it is totally free. It's five days of of taking a deeper look at all these things that can point to your inner healing wisdom and, and how to do that in a very supported way. Briefly going back to the thing about nourishing and supporting yourself wherever you're at, Obviously, you can't plan for all these extremes, right? Like you can't plan for extreme grief. So there's that question again. How do you support and nourish yourself no matter what? How do you hold yourself? How can you be the first person to have your back? And how do you not abandon yourself when times are tough? How do you stay home-centred, grounded? All of this stuff, all of that lovely, supportive, nourishing, holding stuff melts that fatberg. It unclogs the drain and it allows your body and your life to flow more freely so that in the future, you're not, you know, so reactive to things. Your your chronic illness isn't triggered so easily. You can experience extreme joy or extreme sadness or whatever you need to experience. That feels like a lot to have talked through um, today. It's, I feel like I've danced around a bit, but as I say, that it all, it all comes back to that thread of acceptance. So that's what I'm going to do now, because the last thing I would want for you to feel is overwhelmed. So I want to finish by bringing it all back to acceptance. Start here. Get really honest about what it means to you and how you're holding that meaning. And ask the question. Ask what it could give you to redefine what acceptance means to you in a very individual, unique sense, in a way that feels expansive and integrative and wholehearted. And then come back to that question. If I was to view this thing through the lens of of deep aligned acceptance and compassion, how, how would I feel differently? How would it change my understanding of what's going on? And how would I act on that? I'm sending so much love to you all and I'm pleased, I'm glad, I'm happy to be back. And speaking into my microphone. And yeah, I hopefully, I I should be back next week. There are no plans to do any other projects.
Um, so I look forward to catching up with you then. Much love. Okay, my friends, that is it for this episode. I hope you listened to both parts one and part two. Um, and remember, if there, if you have any questions that you would like answered, if you have any struggles that you'd like to share or anything that you need a bit of reflection on, please send it my way. Please send them my way. Um, I'll leave a link in the show notes. It's really easy to do and I will be able to get to it before this season ends and we move on to season four. See you next time. Time for me to tell you about my newsletter. It's honestly one of my most favourite things to do within this business. It's a place where you can connect with me more deeply, where you can connect with how chronic illness shows up in your life more deeply. I share a lot of my personal experience um, with life with chronic illness over there. And it's also a place you can find out how you can work with me, what projects I've got going on, um, what programmes I'm running, whether I've got one-to-one space, all of that good stuff. Um, You can sign up via the link in show notes or by visiting alanaholloway.com forward slash newsletter. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Bringing on board the right kind of support can be the missing piece of the puzzle that so many of us don't realise we actually need. What would you do if you had the most epic support squad by your side? What would that unleash in you and what would it make possible for you in your life? If you're wondering how to start figuring that out, if you've got no idea where to start, I've got the perfect thing for you. My quiz, are you more Michelle, Gaga or Mindy? And what would their support squad unleash in you is now live. You can find the link to it in the show notes and in the bio. Don't wait another moment. 
Hop on over to the quiz to find out who you're channeling now.